Have you ever felt that your life has no meaning? Do you wake up in the morning dreading the day ahead? Do you feel lost? I'm Tanner Campbell, host of the podcast Practical Stoicism. Every Saturday morning, I explore the ancient texts of Stoicism and derive from them practical takeaways that anyone can implement to live a more contented and fulfilling life. Search your podcast listening app of choice for Practical Stoicism and join me each week to explore Stoicism practically and discover how it can help you live better. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hello Around the Coin, we have a special guest today who talks about community building, talks about how he's been working with a single project in building a community from scratch that's been loyal, trustful, and just been with the, stuck with the project for years. And this is because of his secret techniques. Uh, you'll find out more in the upcoming episode, but it's really insightful to hear his approach on gaining the user's trust. Um, really engaging with the community and building um, a, a back and forth relationship that lasts a long time. So hope you enjoyed the episode. And, and as much as I learned, I'm sure you will learn as well. Looking forward to it. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Around the Coin. Today, we have a very exciting episode uh, joined by our guest co-host, Min Kim. Hi, Min. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yes, and our special guest today is Jeff McCabe. He's a founder of DV. Um, we'll get more into it. And he's also founder of Lightning Works. Um, we would love to uh, eventually get into insights on... Uh, by him on in the industry and, and what exciting projects he's working on. But before that, Jeff, um, can we get a little bit of a background or, or intro about you? Yeah, sure. My name's Jeff McCabe. I'm, I'm 52 years old. Um, I started in technology in basically in junior high school, working on pet computers and uh, mm-hmm. eventually became president of the my high school computer club and that turned into later moving from uh, computers into physics. I ended up with a master's degree in physics, um, but I dropped out of physics without ever working in it. And I started a business where I ended up with a quite a large factory in China with around a thousand workers and ended up with 30 mm-hmm. retail stores around the United States. And so I've done a whole variety of businesses um, before getting into cryptocurrencies. You know, I've had several several multi-million dollar businesses and, and many different types of industries, which have really served me well running a cryptocurrency company because few people in the cryptocurrency industry come into this with sort of the, the sort of extensive and diverse background in business. Um, and I've had to do everything from, you know, marketing to PR and to branding, especially, and I've always had to create products 
that if they if you don't sell them, they go you got a business. And cryptocurrency is kind of a whole different world, and and many of the people involved with it don't have sort of a lot of business experience or product design experience. They come from a sort of a coding background, and that mm -hmm. kind of gave I think us a, sort of a strategic advantage. Um, with our crypto cryptocurrency is one of the reasons that we've done very well um, over yeah. the last three years since we started in 2017. Wow. So you, so you studied very hard science, um, like computer science and physics, but it sounds like after you graduated, you didn't really go into, per, you know, continuing this, um, this focus. It sounds like you, you had a, you were running a factory in China. With with thousands of workers, is it is it like a was it like a like a clothing factory or was it a specific type of business? Yeah, it actually it actually started out as jewelry, and so we did jewelry when oh, we had wow. to do you know we sold to all the to a lot of the department stores in the United States, and we had distributors in mm -hmm. Japan and all over you know all over the world. People were buying it even from Thailand. And we had to ship parts and pieces and beads and things from all over the world, different different countries like Korea and the Philippines and Indonesia, India. We would ship, you know, so I traveled a lot through all these countries and would ship things. So the logistics were crazy, you know, and you had we, we had to design, we would design dozens and dozens of, of new products every day, thinking about different niches of like what type, type of jewelry people would would like and and what they would buy and if you had to move very very fast because with jewelry fashions on, go in and out in the mirror <laughs> yeah and so and we did a lot of we, so we did a lot of different things we were inventing all you know new materials new styles things people had never done before um and you know creating different sort of different products and running through them very quickly it's very very much like technology these days where, you're, where with the tech company you have to try a lot of different things very quickly and sort of test to see test the market constantly to see what's coming because things are changing so quickly so i think all of that kind of prepared me to, to lead lead a cryptocurrency company because of the way we had to think about markets and and products oh wow yes i think i think cryptocurrency industry is definitely a market where it's you know people say one day in crypto is 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 like one week in a in a, any other industry moves extremely quickly markets going up and down new products launching um and i'm sure i'm sure that helped out a lot and led, led to your success um yeah i'd love to hear more about um the crypto crypto experience and uh, how you got into crypto as well but it sounds like you tried out many different ventures and eventually um just happened to stumble upon crypto and just um it seems like you were able to be uh, create successful companies. Uh, how did that? How did that process come about? Well, originally, I I moved to Costa Rica. I was basically lived most of my life in Seattle before that, and I lived in California as well. But I moved to Costa Rica 15 years ago, and I lived in a very remote area of the jungle. Um, and I have a, a couple of hotel slash yoga centers there. And an eco village mm -hmm. that I've sort of been designing and building and, and living in there, and but I wanted to stay connected to the technology world, even though I'm living in this remote jungle area with parrots and monkeys flying around and not many people. So I, oh I think around 2014, I started a company called Virtual Reality Times because I was always I was love technology and I saw VR as sort of the cutting edge of that. And I really wanted to start a VR company despite being this sort of remotely 
placed in sort of the worst possible area to do it. Um, but and and so I started a blog doing that. Like, but I quickly realized it would be very, very, very expensive to start a, a viable VR company to do the kind of things I really wanted to do. And with crypt when cryptocurrency came along and really came on my radar around 2014 from one of my neighbors who had Bitcoin. I, I bought some back then and very rapidly was incredibly confused by how it worked. I wasn't sure what the difference between an exchange and a wallet. I didn't understand what custodial meant and I quickly got most of my cryptocurrency hacked um, out of an exchange that I didn't even know, didn't even know was an exchange and was very sort of disillusioned with the whole thing because of the sort of terrible experience of just how confusing and scary the whole thing was. And this is coming from a person who's, you know, deeply involved and loved technology, right? And I thought, God, if this is, how is, how is anybody ever going to use this stuff if it's so complicated for somebody like me? Um, so when 2017 came along and, and this, the ICO craze happened, happened, a friend of mine who lived in, in Costa Rica as well, and he and I were always talking about technology stuff. He said, "Oh, let's do a cryptocurrency company," and 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 I thought to myself, you know, hey, this is something that actually seemed doable with a small team working from a remote area of where I lived. I didn't have to have like a super high speed internet connection to do it. Um, and I became I became the uh, the first investor in another cryptocurrency called Nimic that did really well. It raised a lot of money, and so we're very excited by that. And so when we kind of got together and said, okay, well, we, we know we want to do a cryptocurrency, but what problem do we want to solve? Immediately I said, I know what problem we need to solve. We need to make this easier for people because it's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just so confusing and no one's ever going to use cryptocurrency the way it is except for a bunch of geeks like me. And so we sat down and, and wrote out a white paper looking at a bunch of the problems that we saw in the industry at that time that were revolving around usability one of those was that we really liked masternodes because we thought, hey, as long as you have a cryptocurrency, why not have one that where you can earn more of it just simply by owning by owning it? And so when I sort of when I designed the the the, the token specs for Divi, I I wanted there to be a way for people to earn more of it. And so we created a way, basically three different staking mechanisms within a single coin, which I think still is never done. But that was part of a sort of a, a process of wanting to give people a reason to hold on to the coin and get excited about it and uh, be part of, of basically our brand. I realized early on that, you know, brand, the idea of branded money was going to be a really big thing someday. And, that's, and that there would be certain characteristics of what made a brand sort of cool or fun to own. And so creating the sort of three different... Uh, staking mechanisms in Divi was a way of answering this question about about how to make a brand that would be appealing to people. In our case, we did uh, the, we added a, uh, masternodes, and rather than having just a single type of masternode like other cryptocurrencies like Dash were doing, we created a, a tiered system. So there's five different tiers starting at copper. So we have copper, silver, gold, platinum, and diamond. And that was created specifically to solve the problem of people not of people basically dumping their masternode rewards on the market. Because what people what I saw people were doing with masternodes is they would buy, you know, and set up a few masternodes and then they would sell the rewards as sort of an income source. And I thought, well, how do, can we stop people from doing that? 
and the answer to that was to gamify it so that if people start with a master node, they sort of covet the next high, higher tier because they were going to get an extra 5% better sort of reward percentage if they could achieve the next tier. And it's worked spectacularly. We have people, you know, they usually start with a copper node at the bottom and then they start wanting to get the silver. And so they, and so rather than selling their their rewards, like with other master nodes, which tended to depress the price, they tend to hold onto their rewards. And as they approach that next tier, they tend to buy more divi off the market. And so we've been able to achieve very, very uh, good results with our price over time. And we're one of the most successful ICOs of all time, actually. So, and that's, I think, primarily due to um, the, our tokenomics really favoring people holding rather than selling. That's one of the biggest factors. Um, the other factor that was really important that we wanted to solve was at that time, masternodes needed to be set up in a manual process on the command line that usually took people about four hours. And if you got through the whole process, Oops. you often didn't Just know. Pause real, pause real quick. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe we can uh, explain to the users what a masternode is. Just very sim simple one sentence explanation. My understanding is that it's, it's, um, it's, it are it's like the it's like the they're they're called nodes, but it's it's the central um, place where the computation happens in terms of uh, calculating the transactions that that goes between. Well, from yeah. Point. So master node is really just sort of a almost like a branding term for a type of node that usually does that helps validating transactions, or it runs it runs faster transactions. Like the, in the case of of uh, Dash, I think that the master nodes sort of do the, can run their fast or their fast transactions. So they do different mm -hmm. things, um, but they're sort of, mm -hmm. in a way, it's just become sort of a branded term for a type of node that people can set up that earns them more of that coin in exchange for being part of the network. And like in the case of, of Divi, there's two basic node types where you have a staking node that actually build the blocks, and then you have the master nodes that do other things. So... Um, basically, a lot of people that are investing in cryptocurrencies, they don't really know or care what these nodes actually do. They just know that they want one because they can earn, earn more crypto with it. And if you own a if you own a cryptocurrency like like Bitcoin or Litecoin, you don't have that option, right? You just rely completely on the price, hopefully going up. But with with a masternode coin or a staking coin, even if the price drops you may come out ahead or you may not lose as much if the price drops because you've earned more coins during that time, right? So masternode or staking coins tend to be seen by many investors as more appealing than coins that don't earn you more. And, and I th think that's why most newer cryptocurrencies have a staking element in them. And why mm. Ethereum, one of the reasons why Ethereum has now moved to a proof of stake mechanism because they re realize the value of staking and how that sort of improves the brand uh, uh, and the holdability, why somebody would want to have that coin. Well, so what we did, though, is we basically setting up a masternode for Divi was extremely was an extremely difficult process, and we made that into a, a one-click system that we call Mochi, masternode one-click cloud installer. And um, uh, even the name the, is very enticing. <laughs> yeah, people like this emoji. They don't know what it means, but they know that it has something to do with making it easy, right? So basically, you, it, 
with it right within our, our wallet, you can just click a button, you register, you know, your PayPal and you pay for your subscription and then you set up, then it sets up for you the whole thing in the cloud for you. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to do anything. It just does it and it runs the master node and then you start getting your rewards. And so, so we actually have, you know, several grandmothers that, and grandfathers that are doing this, you know, very, very little about modern technology. My mom is one of them. She's 77 and she runs a master node. And, um, what that allows is for a large, much larger spectrum of people to be able to get in on joining the network. And ideally, I think that long-term makes us a stronger network and stronger community because we've got a very wide and diverse uh, group of viewpoints that are running the network. We've got people who are not just coding geeks, but people who mm-hmm. know investing or they're you know, product designers and or they're architects, or they're, they're business people. They're all kind, all kinds of people. And so, when people join our community, they discover right away it's, it has a very different feeling. It's a lot of sort of ordinary people in there, and that serves us well long term for mass adoption because mass adoption is ordinary people. Our network is owned and run by ordinary people, not just coding geeks. And that's a huge mm-hmm. strength for Divi and one of the reasons for our success. Jeff. Um, I know we've met a while back, actually, when you first started the project, and I I think you're one of the only entrepreneurs that I know that have really stuck it out through the ICO craze and built a project and community that is very long lasting. And as you said, uh, your price went from around 20 million earlier this year to a uh, hundred million dollar market cap, right? So that that's definitely a big jump, and it seems like it's because you have created a good system of tokenomics. So would love to understand how you prioritize community feedback and, and how you um, actually set about systems to know what to focus on and how to execute within your organization. Yeah, those are two really good questions. Um, one of the things that's like different about us is that I go to, on our Telegram, every single new person that comes in, I greet them personally. I find out you know who they are, where they're from, how they see Divi, what, you know, where do they find out about us? So I have a very, very uh, close uh, connection with our community, you know, and, and I've talked to, you know, a couple of thousand different community members and you would, and I think most CEOs, you know, would look at that as kind of like crazy. Like, you know, they must, they would probably think that people would pester me all day with questions, but they don't. People are extremely respectful and it works actually in advance in reverse you know people come into the community they get greeted by the ceo personally you know they get to ask a couple of questions and very often people have told me that you know because just because of that one thing where i took 5 minutes of my time to talk to them and find out something about them they ended up buying 10 or 20 times as much divi as they originally had planned to do because they just it made them believe in the in the, the project and on the other side of that coin i'm finding out you know on the ground, what people, how people really see us, and I'm constantly surprised by either how they found us or what they think we are, and so I can either do more of what's working or do less of what is obviously not how people, you know, how, how people are finding us or what their sort of hopes and dreams are. So it's really, really, I've, I'm surprised more CEOs don't do it. It doesn't, it doesn't really take that much time out of my day. I would say I spend 20 minutes a day doing that, but the, but the the dividends from that are phenomenally good, and, and it, it, it's a, 
and it's it's one factor that makes our community just very excited about the pro the, the the project itself that they have that access to me now. As we go to a million users, it's going to be a lot harder for me to continue that. But in general, people do get the feeling in our community that Nick and I are very approachable, which we are, and we're really listening to them, you know, and we do, we spend a tremendous amount of time communicating with everybody. So people notice right away that our community feeling is very, is very different. So as far as the feedback loops of what we're doing, you know, that direct communication with our users is probably the most important feedback loop of how you know what we're doing with our products we're like extremely exquisitely aware of what our of what our users want to see what their expectations are and so we're building exactly what people want want to see and um we think that's really going to pay off yeah yeah that's a i think i think community is definitely one of the most important parts of cryptocurrency because because people have to trust and believe in the currency to to buy and buy and use it and because they're putting their their um, financial assets into it it is important to build that trust and and I think community plays a big part in um, supporting that and and um, you know you, you have other members you can talk to and and it's amazing that you're taking time out of your your busy day to engage with the community members like that I, I don't know Maybe I can name like one other project where the CEO of, of a project um, engages with the community on 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 personal personal basis. Um, yeah, in terms of building community, it sounds like this this very personal engagement's been very successful. Um, and would you would you have any tips on on newer projects building such community? Um, it sounds like you, you made a you made a really interesting point earlier about branding um i think cryptocurrencies brought about a new way of presenting money uh, kind of branding it as you said to to market it in a way so that people would want to use it or, or portray the currency in a, in a certain manner so do you have any did you have any methods that really worked for you that really didn't work for you or do you have just have any um, tips in general well, I think really it's about authenticity, right? The fact is that both Nick and I genuinely really like people and we really like our community. And we're also very quick to, you know, with our admins to get rid of people who are jerks. We don't tolerate them. We don't t tolerate any kind of harassment or trolling. So we try to create a really good vibe, but it's all, but it's all very authentic, right? Because, you know, both, both Nick and I are likable people who enjoy other human beings and, you know, learn, genuinely learning and hearing their stories and having conversations with them. It's not, it's not like a, a plan, you know, like it's, if, if you're not that kind of a person, it, it's not really going to work, you know? So it's something that is, if it's not, if it's not authentic, it's not going to work. So I think CEOs of different cryptocurrencies have to do what works for them what's authentic you know if you if somebody is a really good developer then they may be better served by focusing on building a developer community of other super genius nerd developers you know that might be a better way to focus because it has to be authentic people are so turned off by inauthentic behavior these days that that word authentic is very important it just happens to be that Nick and, I, Nick and I are very gregarious people and 
come, we both have backgrounds where we have been, you know, entertainers and, you know, I, I, I've been running this yoga center for a long time. And so I, part of doing that is, you know, dealing with customers all the time and making sure people are really happy. So I, I treat our telegram group like a, like the lobby of a hotel. You know, I want everybody in there that's in there to, who's been around for a long time to act like a concierge, to handhold pe- pe- people, to, to, not act like any, you know, if people if people are newbies, we want them to feel welcome and, and that no question is a dumb question, this kind of thing. And it really pays, it really pays off because we have a lot of very enthusiastic people that become sort of, I wouldn't say Divi maximalists, but they end up, you know, owning not many cryptocurrencies, but Divi, um, just because they, they don't get treated that way in, in, other, in other communities. And for people that are looking for a, you know, a telegram community as part of sort of their lifestyle, which there are a lot of people, you know, especially right now, people are stuck in their homes. So they're looking to engage with people online and looking for friends to engage with. So we do a lot of things that are very, very geared towards building community. We have a lot of sort of charity product projects that we're supporting. We do contests every month where we're giving out rewards and for, for people, you know, wearing the, you know, creating and wearing it the funniest Divi t-shirt or we had one based around food where you had to make some piece of food with or somehow it had to have the Divi logo. And we give out, you know, mm-hmm. sizable rewards for this too. So people actually participate because it's, you know, like a thousand dollars worth of Divi or more. People are very excited about it. Mm-hmm. So people all over the world doing these things and, and laughing about them. And these kind of things are sort of priceless in the community as, as we're built to make, to make it all fun. The reality is that, you know, you only, as a, as a CEO, you only really see the community that's in front of you, which is basically your Telegram or your Discord, right? But that's actually a small fraction of the owners of your cryptocurrency. But each person in that cryptocurrency and their views, I think of as representing, you know, 20 or 50 or 100 unseen people out there. So each person and their viewpoint is very important, even if it's negative. You know, we, we have people come in sometimes and they ask tough questions, you know, that person that may be representing a hundred or two hundred people that see Divi in that sort of strange and twisted way that they do from because of whatever impression they got from somewhere. And so I try to take, you know, negative negative feedback um, as a challenge to, to turn those people around and find and realize that that's a way that we need to improve. And that I think that attitude among me and my, and my partner Nick really really shows and, and people feel like they're being listened to and, and heard and we address and we address these types of concerns and and address them in our, in our not just verbally but in the products that we're building Amazing. Jeff, I, yeah i think that's a wonderful response and it just clearly shows that you really have a lot of respect for your co-founder and um, I see on his LinkedIn profile that he was a DJ before joining Divi, and he's been with the project for around three and a half years. Um, was there ever a time when you doubted, uh, you guys had a conflict and doubted whether you could make it through or and were able to resolve it? Or has it always been smooth sailing and uh, just a really well, easy relationship with your co-founder? It's interesting. Would you... You know, the, I think that the businesses that have the worst problems tend to be the ones where a bunch of friends start it together, um, because you come you come together with that with these sort of preconceived notion of how your relationships are. In the case of Nick and I, we did not know each other as co-founders, 
and there were there were originally five or six co-founders but quickly we kind of found Nick and I that we were the two that were kind of adding almost all of the value in doing most of the work and so we kind of bonded over that and our relationship knowing each other grew from zero to what it is now as you know best friends as throughout the whole relationship and so we've been able to take to, to get along extremely well we also have you know different strengths right nick's quite a bit younger than me um but he's a you know, he's a very good speaker he's like really good on stage and he has a coding background which you know i didn't do any real coding since graduate school when i was studying physics and so we've very quickly you know, he's really good at the communi- communication aspect you know, like he runs our he runs our um our weekly a YouTube channel, and he's really he's really good at it. You know, he could be a prof- he could be a professional newscaster probably if he just chose to go in that direction, right? Um, but he's also a developer, which I don't which I don't do. So, by finding our niches within the business, we don't come into a lot of conflict because we we really really rely on each other's expertises. And um, after three years of doing this, we both were you know quite good, of course, at what we're doing within the crypto space. Oh. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's sometimes it's the right co-founders that that make the company work. I think founders have a huge influence on company culture, um, how the you know the ultimate success of the company. So it's amazing that you guys are able to um, hit it off really well and and make this company successful. And yeah. We, we, to, yeah, yeah. we really rely on each other, right? Like you have to rely on that person. You just don't have time to micro. We don't have time to micromanage each other. So he really mm-hmm. relies on me to do a lot of the business development and stuff. And, and I, and, and he's learned to trust my judgment when I come in and say, Hey, this is going to be a great new partner and we need to do this. I don't necessarily necessarily have to spend 12 hours trying to convince him that that's a good idea. Now in the beginning of the business, there was a lot of that, you know, because there are five or six different co-founders. Now there's only two, but in the beginning, I did feel like I had to spend a lot of time convincing these people, many of which I, I didn't know. I had to convince them of my own competence and experience. And, and here was an industry that I had no experience in, but I had to convince them that I knew what I was doing, right? And, because, and it maybe helped that I was older that they, and I did have a lot of more experience in business than my other co-founders. They did tend to listen to me, but I did spend a lot of time doing that. Now I don't have to do that anymore. Nick really listens to me. And when it comes down to development, I'm not trying to micromanage him. You know, we, we have a phenomenally good team that he's built over, you know, many ups and downs of, of hiring, and hiring and trying different people and different techniques. He, you know, I really absolutely rely on him and I don't tell him how to do his job. Right. So, at this point, that we don't really come into a lot of conflict because we're both really good at what we're doing and and relying on and rely on each other to do that. Well, oh, that's uh, yeah, really, really excited to hear that. Um, and in terms of, I guess, I guess when it comes to new hires, um, to to build that trust, it sounded it sounds like it's more of a trial um, process. You guys hire them, and you you see if if they're able to adopt to this this new technology or the company culture and then um, figure out where to go from there because uh, it seems like the trust is very very important especially in a small startup company like this especially in the new industry and um it's, it's that's what made you guys very efficient and successful 
and it's um, and you of course want to bring this on to the rest of the members of the company, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, we're a very global com company. We don't have like a single office. You know, we have people all over the world in all different time zones. And we, we dream of someday, someday having everybody in one place somehow, or maybe two mm -hmm. different offices, but it's really just not that easy to do that. You know, you kind of, especially in crypto, it's moving so fast. Good people get, get hi hired very quickly. Companies go away very quickly. And so you're always trying to just find the best people you can. And over, over the last, you know, three years now, we've built up a lot of con contacts. So we're, there are always, always people we know and, and people that know Divi also. We have a lot of people that want to work for us because they love our they love what we're doing. Everybody wants to be part of a winning team, and and they like you know, like you said Nick and I are good with people, so they want to you know. When you're in crypto, you're working twenty four seven a lot when it's a company, and so you want to work with people who you enjoy working with, and something that's likely to be a winner, right? So I don't know if I mentioned this earlier in an interview, but you know we only raised two point six million dollars, and with our market cap in the $80 million range as far as all the ICOs since like May 2017 on only Chainlink has done better than Divi as far as how much value we've created based on how much we raised and so that's a very good I think I think metric and a lot of a lot of people that follow Divi feel that's a very good metric to show sort of our competence uh, and, and leadership and, and growth potential in the industry that we've been able to build such a sort of valuable company with so little to, that we started with. Jeff, yeah, I love I love this ambitious side of you, and it, it's so clear that you have such a great vision and you're confident. At, at the same time, you have a lot of empathy, and so I uh, would love to hear kind of your grand vision for Divi over the next, the next year, and then also how as Divi continues to succeed, how you plan to give back in you know, in the crypto ecosystem, but also the Costa Rica, the Costa Rican community, right? Because um, I don't really know other crypto projects that have been successful in Costa Rica. So I would love to hear about the climate there as well. Yeah, well, one of the projects that I'm very excited about right now, there's a, one of our community members named named Juma. He's in South South Africa, and he's, he's some kind of a marketing genius. He's pretty amazing. And he came to the community with this idea to have people donate Divi to buy bikes for kids. And we've actually raised the money for, um, we've bought over a hundred now. I think yesterday we hit the, the goal was to, to do a hundred. We hit, we hit a hundred. I don't know if they're going to keep going, but he's produced these amazing videos of like the kids running, riding through the, the villages in South Africa with the Divi t-shirts and the bikes. And, and he's got like drones and I don't know. It's just amazing what he's done. Like it's like world-class, you know, video visuals that he's put together and I don't really know his story very well but I've been I've seen the results I've been so impressed and I keep thinking wow we need we need more of that you know at the end of the day it really comes down to people you know you can come up with all kinds of ideas and we've got tons of great ideas at Divi but ideas aren't worth that much you really need people to be able to do these to do these kind of things and when, so you meet somebody like this who has done done come up with such a great idea and has helped made it happen and was able to get other people behind it a lot of it's because of the you know, it's very rewarding. You know, it's one thing to, to create a you know hundred bikes for a bunch of kids, but the way he's put together the visuals to make it to make the community so excited to see that growing and happening, and the smiles on these kids' faces 
it's just been fantastic. I've learned a lot actually from that, and we'd love to be able to replicate that around different countries like Costa Rica and and in different countries around the world of people using using Divi in different ways to benefit their their communities is very is very exciting. But again, you need to have the right people to do this. You can't just come up with ideas. You've got to find people uh, that can bring these ideas to reality and, and then help present them back to the community so that people see that these things are real. Especially in the crypto space, there's so much flim-flam and hype. When people see something really happening, they get very excited about it. There's a second really part. Looking forward to, yeah. so, go ahead. I was saying, there's a second part to your question. I forgot what it was, though. So the two parts were the Costa Rican ecosystem and also your vision for Divi over the next year. Oh yeah. Well, so as far as Costa Rica goes, you know, I live in Costa Rica, and we have some we have some team members here, um, but we haven't really been focused on Costa Rica any more than any other country. I would say more half of our coin holders probably are in. United States, the other half in, in Europe. We have almost nobody in in Europe. We don't have any particular plans to focus on Costa Rica. Um, it, is a, it is a small market. There, there's some initiatives here that are unique, um, but we have so many things going on. Like I, I just got off the phone with somebody from India who is interested in, in, in bringing Divi to India, and he has 250,000 uh, customers in, in his ecosystem and that he wants to bring crypto to. And he's enamored with the crypto made easy idea that Divi is bringing and sort of this very, very easy uh, ecosystem. And so that kind of is a good segue into the, the other part of the question of where Divi is going in our our basically our idea was to make crypto easy, and so we've been, you know, we we proved it early on by sort of making masternodes easy and having a really nice desktop wallet. But now the next part is doing this mobile wallet, and it's really, I believe, going to be the best best of class and of all the many different crypto wallets. But we're really focusing on making this one very focused on the user experience, and and very small differences make a gigantic difference in and the sort of customer retention when it comes to these things. If you think about why Facebook beat MySpace, you know, it really has to do with not the features that were involved because they had pretty much the same feature set, but the user experience of Facebook was so much better. They just rapidly crushed MySpace before MySpace even kind of knew what was happening to them. And the same thing has been happening with WhatsApp versus Skype, right? It used to be everybody was using Skype. Now everybody's using WhatsApp around the world and it's and it's two apps pretty much did the same thing but one was a lot had a much better user experience so we're trying to be that of crypto and divi's part of that but but there's really two halves to what we're doing one is the is sort of the the app that turns into the uh, a platform and the other is the cryptocurrency itself right so one of them is is uh not necessarily the same as the other you know Divi is, you know, a decentralized blockchain, and it has a lot of great things about it that make people want to hold it. But the actual, but it can be held by different, in many different ways. You know, we're on other wallets, and we're being held by by staking companies like MyCoinTainer, or and we're on exchanges. But we're building this world class mobile app that allows people to hold not just Divi, but it can hold Bitcoin, 
and Litecoin and Ethereum, and then we'll be adding we'll be adding Doge and Polkadot and a bunch of our favorite ERC twenties like Zap or Dragon, people that we you know where we know the the founders of these coins. And the idea here is to make a a, a really good wallet that's really easy, that's really safe. And everybody says these kind of things, right? But when you see ours, you know, if you want, you can you can have a test of it. Maybe we'll do another interview after a while, you know, in another month after you actually get to test yeah, it and sure. see it yourself. But I think you'll find it's pretty amazing what what we what we put together, how it works. It really feels far more like using using PayPal or something like this than what anybody else has done. And within that app, you'll be able to you'll be able to set up masternodes, you'll be able to do pool staking, you'll be able to buy and sell crypto and, and exchange it. And, and we're basically using this as sort of a springboard to add, start adding sort of all the most uh, coveted uh, feature, feature sets of crypto. And with each one of them, do, really taking the time to do them well, so they're really easy. And, and people that are coming into crypto basically fall in love with this app and don't want to use any other when they try when they try others which which gives us a great platform to start adding new partners to so eventually that app becomes a a platform the way uh, the way chrome is able to add different extensions you'll be able to add different extensions that allow you to do things with the cryptocurrencies in there so you'll be able to you know buy and sell nifty tokens and if those nifty tokens relate to you know cards or games, or or whatever, you'll be able to uh, buy and sell them within the app itself, and and we'll have partners, you know, and and very sort of strategically picking the best of the best partners, so that everything within our app is sort of the of the highest quality. In a way, we compare ourselves to Apple in some ways, um, in that we're trying to really have a very very high standard of excellence, and have really excellent partners as well. Yeah, and, and it sounds like in a month there'll be new uh, announcements and releases happening, and you would love to have you on, you know, after after you know very soon after all those products come out and, and do another another show talking about that. But in the meanwhile, um, is there something that you are looking for uh, or Divi is looking for? You mentioned partnerships, or but uh, is there? Do you guys are are you guys looking for more users? Uh, feel free to you know do a little shout out to to the listeners here. Yeah, I mean, what we really want is is people to come in and experience Divi. You know, download our desktop wallet, get a little bit get a little bit of Divi off of one of the exchanges we're on, and join the community and see and kind of see the difference. Everybody says we have the friendliest, most energetic community in crypto, and and part of that involves getting you know new people. We have new people coming in every day. Um, but we're, you know, of course, always, always looking for more. So we want to diversify, keep diversifying our, our masternode, um, our sort of collection of masternode holders. So if people are you know, right now, master the lowest level masternode is, I think, around three thousand five hundred dollars. So, um, but people can come into Divi and do staking with with a tenth of that. So that's where a lot, often where people start. You know, they buy three hundred fifty dollars worth, they start staking it, they test out the app. You know, we have a concierge service and a very friendly 24-7 uh, Telegram channel just for support to make sure everybody's everybody's got all their stuff working well. And we get, you know, a lot of these cryptocurrency apps, right, get blocked by people's firewalls or their antivirus. So we, we 
you know, are experts at getting people through all of that. And so if you're, you know, if, if you're listening to this and you're wanting to, you know, get excited about a cryptocurrency, we're, I think we're a really good one for people to try out. You know, we've done really well over the last three years. We've been one of the most successful. And so we kind of have all the characteristics that people are looking for if they're interested in getting involved with the new cryptocurrency, whether it's an investment side or something to participate in as a community and sort of be part of its growth. We have a lot of those factors. And when you come into our Telegram, You'll be greeted by me at some point and uh, get to say hi. You can ask me a few questions uh, personally. And I, you know, I generally like to know who our users are and, and, and how they see us and what their hopes and dreams are for the future of Divi and cryptocurrencies in general. Amazing. I was going to ask you to mention, um, you know, let the, users, uh, let the listeners know how they might be able to get in contact with you or follow updates from you. But it sounds like Telegram is the best way. You, you, you have a very strong presence there. They can just join the chat and and literally have a have a conversation with you. So that sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm on. You know, I'm on on all the time, and and we've got a ton, a ton of long term holders that are there that are helping people with all their all their needs, asking asking all their questions. So so yeah. So please uh, feel free to to join us. Um, one of the things you mentioned partnerships. I was having, I was talking with the CEO and the team of another uh, top masternode coin the other day. It was interesting. They were giving me a presentation, and and they had this whole slide. It was so jammed full with like, you know, they're on Binance and a whole bunch of the top cryptocurrency exchanges. They had been they're backed by several of the you know most famous cryptocurrency investment. Uh, investment companies. They had all these partnerships with all these other famous cryptocurrencies, and I was I looked at that and I was like, you know what? We don't have any of that. <laughs> we don't have any of that, and it's one of the real miracles of Divi, and that we've done so well despite having none of the this huge the backing of all the big players in the cryptocurrency space. And people wonder like, how in the world do you do that? You did that, and it really comes down to having this sort of extremely loyal. Uh, word of mouth, authentic community that has built up that just keeps sort of slowly growing, and and um, it's it's we've been able to replace what most cryptocurrencies have done with this sort of very strong grassroots movement that to me is a signal of of a tremendously a tremendous potential of cryptocurrency because all those other things will come eventually. We will get on at some point to Kraken and Bittrex and Binance. We will have the you know bigger cryptocurrency um, investment companies because we're talking to a lot of them right now. They've kind of discovered us, have been watching us and been wanting to know like what is this sort of Divi miracle that, that they've seen? Like why didn't we die like everybody else in the, all the other ICOs, mm-hmm. right? Everybody wants to kind of that discovers us wants to know like what our secret what our secrets are and how we've done this and so we're starting to be, to get on the radar of a lot of these bigger companies. We're talking you know, pretty much everybody I talk to in the cryptocurrency space wants to work with us one way or another because of the really interesting use cases we're building. We're doing all these things that nobody else is doing that are real uses for cryptocurrency rather than just doing the same stuff that everybody else is. It doesn't seem to really be, be working. Where we have a lot of things we're doing with with NFTs, we're building video games, we're building. You mentioned Lightning Works earlier. We're building a digital a digital collectible comic book company called Lightning Works, and we we're building a digital nomad space in Costa Rica that where we only accept crypto. 
And one of the things that we're doing with all of our, our use cases in companies is we only will accept cryptocurrency. We'll accept like a credit card, but what the way that works is you have to basically buy Divi in the app, then use Divi in the app. But we're also doing everything multi-coin. So we're inviting the communities into our use cases, whether it's Doge or Bitcoin or Litecoin, all these cryptocurrencies with strong communities and a lot of fans, we're adding them to our apps. Rather than thinking like a maximalist, we're adding in all the, the strongest communities and giving them a way to spend their coin and something that's actually fun. And all of these use cases that we're developing are geared towards millennials and younger, because I believe what in what I call the TikTok effect, the, the future of all new technologies starts with sort of high school age kids and moves up from there. So we're trying to position Divi to be the cryptocurrency of like high school age, college age kids, um, because I believe that there's going to be a tipping point sometime in the next three years where if you're not sending cryptocurrency to your friends on your phone, you're just not cool. And basically 80 mm -hmm. to 90% of kids in in school will all be doing this and it will happen very fast all of a sudden everybody will do it there's it's a if you've heard about the idea of a tipping point these things kind of sort of build and build and build and build and all of a sudden there'll be a tipping point and there will be certain niches where people are using cryptocurrencies and we're talking about hundreds of millions of young people will come in so the brand we're building as divi is geared specifically towards this target market so when that tipping point happens divi will be positioned with the interesting use cases that they want to participate in and the brand that appeals to them because they can make more divi and like i said these different these sort of different ways that we have with three different ways we have everything is all about building the right the right brand to be at the right place in the future when the tipping point towards crypto actually occurs Wow, really, really you know, yeah, for sure. I mean, to follow up on that question around brand, right? What is one common misconception of the Divi brand that the community might have that you feel is not true? Well, I think that one of the, the common misconceptions is that people ask like, well, how are you going to compete with Bitcoin? You know, people feel like, you know, Bitcoin is the one everybody uses. That's the one they're going to use for, uh, for spending. And so the question is how with Divi with 15, you know, maybe 15,000 fans compared to Bitcoin's 15 million, you know, users, I don't know the exact number, but it's something in that range, how you compete, right? And so one of the, one of the, the answers to that is that every year that a cryptocurrency survives, it becomes more of a store of value. You know, Bitcoin was created to be a, a payment token, but who knows if it will ever really be used in that way, I mean, there's new cryptocurrencies coming along that are, that can be, you know, that can do hundred, hundred thousand transactions a second, where Bitcoin is, you know, so much slower than that, right? It's, even with the Lightning Network, who knows whether Bitcoin will ever be used that way? Most people consider Bitcoin to be a store of value, so that's the same with Divi. You know, every year we survive, the use case becomes more and more of a store of value, and Divi becomes more and more of a stable coin as Bitcoin becomes more of a stable coin as it becomes sort of a world uh, replacement for gold. Divi, all cryptocurrencies become that, right? And and people just start start holding on to them just because they always have and because of the brand. I mean, look at Litecoin, right? Litecoin doesn't really have a real reason to exist. If, if somebody created Litecoin today, nobody would use it, right? It's because it's become a store of value and has that perceived value. So Divi becomes that over time. The other thing is we don't need to compete 
with you know really really fast coins because we're working on wrapped versions of Divi. So we have a, a project called Divi Everywhere, where we're basically creating a wrapped version of Divi, where Divi is part of the the, the store of Divi will exist on all different change chains. So we'll have a version on Ethereum, we'll have one on EOS, we'll have one on Near. Basically, every protocol, you know, the the the, the super cool, fastest, grooviest. Uh, cryptocurrency networks will quickly have a wrapped Divi version if we feel like that people are actually going to be using that network for something. The Divi network, even though it's based on older technology, can still handle millions and millions of users. So we have, so when people ask us, like, how are we going to scale to compete with newer networks, or how are we going to compete with 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 Bitcoin? There's very clear and easy ways to do that by having the right strategy. Amazing. Yeah, thank, thanks for thanks. For, you know, this now that you've clarified um, the the pain points, the the misconception, and also also even you gave us all your secrets in terms of this how how Divi was able to be successful despite the downturn of the overall blockchain cryptocurrency ecosystem, survived it, and even even thrive thrive through it to to become uh, the second. Uh, one of the most most uh, successful projects to to um, you know to survive and, and and thrive over over the few years. So yeah, now you can point them to this podcast if they if they ever ask. And um, yeah, on our end, we're really excited to have you on again in the future after after the additional products launch and hopefully see more exciting partnerships from you guys. Okay, yeah, we have we have there's so many projects we're we're building right now. And that's the people that, you know, if people take the time to actually look at what we're doing and go through all the different announcements, I recommend going through our old YouTube, kind of go back in time one by one, watch what we're talking about. We have a phenomenal number of truly unique use cases we're building with different partnerships around the world. If when people really take the time to look at it, they get pretty excited about, about Divi based on, the, on all the sort of forward momentum that we have. The other thing that makes us sort of, very, I think, very successful in the future is you know, we have 17% of all of our uh, block rewards go to the foundation. What that means is the bigger we get, the more unstoppable we become because our sort of war chest of what we have to spend to grow even larger becomes huge. So when people often ask us, like, well, how are you going to compete with Dash? Well, what our foundation treasury is already in the same sort of expenditure level as Dash, even at, at our of our uh, level that we're at now, but we're the size of Dash. However, we'll have like 10, 20 times as much uh, sort of money in the treasury to expand. And a lot of that will end up be- being used for mass market adoption, right? To 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 go mainstream. By the time that that happens, if it happens, it will it will mean that we'll have a you know five or six million dollars a month to spend on marketing, which allows us to compete with anybody in the cryptocurrency space. Oh, amazing. Yeah, and, and they can just to recap, they can all join your Telegram community. That's the best place to get in touch with you and the community, correct? Amazing. Yes. Yep. Great, great. Um well thanks for coming on. It was a great insightful conversation and um you know we really learned a lot about uh, the cryptocurrency community building and, and Divi project itself and hope to see you again um, in about a month or so. Sure, that'd be great. I'm happy to do it. Thanks for joining us for an amazing interview. If you really enjoyed it, come give us a positive review on iTunes or any other platform you use to listen to our episodes. 
Otherwise, you can listen to our previous episodes at AroundTheCoin.com and also follow us on social media like Twitter, LinkedIn, etc. to keep up to date with the latest ones coming out. Thanks for joining us. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.